Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Covering all four corners of the globe, it's the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to another show. This is our review of Raw and SmackDown. I'm Troy, as always, joined by Jay. How you doing? All right, mate. It's the cheeky podcast with the boys before I go to work. Yes, boy. Yeah, man. <laughs> I say I say all four corners of the globe. I'm looking at our geographic listeners. They're bloody everywhere. United States, United Kingdom, Germany, Switzerland, Philippines, Kuwait, South Africa, Australia, Spain, Bangladesh, Malaysia, Canada, India, Saudi Arabia. All over the place. That's amazing. That's all. Yeah. Wherever you're listening from, thank you. It's bloody awesome. Very much appreciated. Yes, boy. So, before we get into Raw and Smackdown, uh, we could do some tidbits. In Aaron's absence, because he's he's moving house today, and usually that's his job. But don't worry, I've got you covered. I've got a few buttes in here for you. So we'll go to, we'll do yesterday first, we'll do Friday the 18th of June. Uh, no birthdays of any real note, uh, unless, unless I've missed any, unless you know of any. Uh, but yeah, just a few pay-per-views that stood out. Uh, first of all, on the oh where am i I've, I've lost where i am this is a flying start <laughs> that's so it awesome, but... <laughs> uh so yeah the 18th which was yesterday uh wwe presents money in the bank uh 2017 uh in a dark match you get mojo riley and zap rider defeating epico and primo and then on the main show you get the women's Money in the Bank match. Uh, I think this was the first ever, wasn't it? 2017. Yeah. Yeah. One that James Ellsworth won. Yeah. So I say I say Carmella won it. James Ellsworth won it uh, on behalf of Carmella by defeating uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, uh, Natalia, and Tamina. Uh, then we get uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. Uh, Biggie and Kofi Kingston defeated by count out uh, the Usos. Naomi uh, defeated Lana by submission to retain the SmackDown women's title. Uh, Jinder Mahal retained the WWE World Championship, defeating Randy Orton. Uh, Then in the tag team match, Fandango and Tyler Breeze defeated the Ascension, uh, Connor and Victor. And in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, Baron Corbin defeated AJ Styles, Dolph Ziggler, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura. I remember that match so vividly because it was when we got the first like Nakamura AJTs when they were like they were both climbing the ladder oh yeah they saw each other through and then they both moved the ladder and start fighting yeah yeah Corbin got took out didn't he on his entrance oh he did yeah 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 yeah. yeah. because he didn't attack at Nakamura during the night or something yes um, earlier in the night yeah yeah 
And then when Corbin came out and won it, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> the most WWE thing they could have done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, before I forget, there are a couple of birthdays and a couple of deaths, actually, or a death of significance uh, on the 18th. Uh, in 87, Brandon Cutler was born. And in yeah, 19... 19- Cutler. Nineteen forty-six, Bruiser Brody was born, and unfortunately, in two thousand eighteen, uh, we lost one of the best big men ever to lace up the boots, Big Vader, in two thousand eighteen. Oh, Before we move on to the nineteenth, have I you got anything? It's the nineteenth. Okay. So you've you've got something for for it, today? Yeah, it basically it basically when I clicked on the eighteenth refreshed and it went to the 90s for some reason oh i see so i got my dates mixed up i didn't actually look on my dates but i've got a, <laughs> i've got a very good one for the 19. okay would you want to do yours first yeah in 1994 we got king of the ring oh um notable matches on that because there's not really much hmm. um we had a champion versus champion match that ended in a double dq which was Bret Hart versus Diesel. Wow. Um, I can't remember who was which. And also, we got um, the finals of the King of the Ring, because we, we don't need to see the rest of it, honestly. It's not that good. <laughs> um, was Owen Hart defeating Razor Ramon to become King of the Ring. Damn. So there we go. Awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, so I've got a few for the 19th. Uh, in 2018... WWE presents the United Kingdom Championship Tournament Day 2. Um, in a dark match, we get uh, <coughs> Ligero uh, defeating Wild Boar. Uh, then on the main card for the <laughs> NXT Tag Team Championships, Trent Seven what? and Tyler Bate defeated Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong to become the new NXT Tag Team Championships champions. rather. Uh, we then uh, saw Charlie Morgan defeat Killer Kelly, Noam Dar defeating Flash Morgan Webster, Mark Andrews, and Travis Banks in a fatal four-way. Uh, Adam Cole successfully defended the North American Championship by defeating Wolfgang. Uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet defeated by Pinfall, EC3, and the Velveteen Dream. Tony Storm uh, lost via countout. Uh, to Shayna Baszler, who retained the NXT Women's title. And in the main event, Pete Dunne, the WWE United Kingdom champion, successfully retained against friend of the podcast, Zach Gibson. So that was the year that Zach Gibson won the championship on day one, wasn't it? And then... That was the, that was when they should have really had done drop the title. Because mm. it was like, they, they'd made... They'd, they had like an established person made in a day. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh yeah, well he could feasibly take that belt off done. And then he just had done beaten. It was like Well now we've kind of got the problem where who who's gonna do be the guy to take it off because mm. you've only got Zach Gibson and Tyler Bates who are feel credible at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh moving on. In uh two thousand sixteen, New Japan Pro Wrestling presents Dominion. Uh, matches include uh, Bad Luck Fale, Hangman Page and Yujiro Takahashi defeating Captain New Japan, Togi Makabe and Yoshitatsu in a six person tag match uh, you're going to say Captain New Japan at least say it fucking right 
Go on, enlighten do it like, me. Do it like do it like Finn Balor used to say, Captain fucking New Japan. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> uh, we also saw uh, saw Tommy Hora at uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Yoshihashi defeating uh, via submission uh, Bushi and Sonada. We also got Hiroki Goto defeating Evil. Uh, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson defeating in a four-way elimination tag to this win the to win the to IWGP <laughs> Junior uh, Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Matt Seidel and Ricochet, who were champions going into it, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, and Beretta and Rocky Romero. God, that sounds good. Vice. Oh, that sounds awesome. You're up on the for the boys. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, Kushida retained the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship by defeating Will Ospreay via submission. Uh, the Briscoes, Jay and Mark Briscoe, um, won the IWGP World Tag Team Championships by defeating uh, Tamatonga and Tangaloa. Um, the Never Openweight Championship, uh, Yuji Nagata, uh, was beaten by Katsuyuro Shibata. Can't pronounce that properly. I'm terrible with Japanese names. Um, in a ladder match, uh, the I for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, Kenny Omega defeated, uh, sorry, lost rather to Michael Elgin. Uh, in a 34-minute ladder match. Oh, sounds all right. I bet that was stiff. <laughs> yeah, really stiff. And, stiff bastard. and finally, uh, the main event for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Kazuchika Okada defeated via pinfall Tetsuya Naito to become the new IWGP Heavyweight Champion. If I remember rightly, I think this was the start of like Okada's historic reign where he like out defended the title if that makes sense like he, he defended it more than anyone ever has really yeah and it's like 20 defenses which is like because they they treat the when you Japan, they treat the belts kind of more like boxing belts or like mma belts where it's like like defended like once every couple of months or something it's not every couple of months but it's it's not defended often and like mm. they make a big deal out of like successful defenses ah fair enough and I think this was like when Okada like got his like on one of those or one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Um, it, like two years later to Omega. Huh. And finally, uh, for the nineteenth of June in two thousand and fifteen, Ring of Honor presents Best in the World uh, in a four-way dark match. Uh, Cheeseburger defeated Jay Diesel, The Romantic Touch, and Will Ferreira. Uh, then into the main show, Mark Briscoe defeated by a pinfall, Donovan Dijak, uh, a.k.a. Dijakovic, a.k.a. T-Bar. Um, Adam Page and BJ Whitmer defeated uh, Matt Seidel and, what's his name, Ake, A-H, or ACH. ACH. What was he in NXT again? Jordan Miles. Jordan Miles, that's it. Who retired this week. Yeah, he did. Uh, we saw Dalton Castle defeat Silas Young. Uh, Hanson and Raymond Rowe defeated Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander. Roderick Strong defeated Michael Elgin and Moose. Uh, AJ Styles and Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, defeated Adam Cole, Matt Tavern, and Michael Bennett. 
uh, Chris Evaniels and Frankie Kazarian, who are at the time the Ring of Honor uh, World Tag Team Champions, successfully retained and beat Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly in a no disqualification tag match. And in the main event, uh, Jay Lethal defeated Jay Briscoe uh, in a match for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight title and the Ring of Honor World Television title. So Jay Lethal taking all the belts there. So yeah, that sounded like a fun one. Yeah. Shall we? The old Ring of Honor. Yeah. Shall we move on to the drizzling shit show that was Monday Night Raw? If we have to, yeah. If we have to. Ah, I suppose we have to in some way. Uh, so, <laughs> Raw starts with Alexa Bliss. Uh, Nia Jax comes in and challenges her to a match because, I don't know, something to do with Reggie, I guess. Um, then we get another pointless match between Nikki Cross and Charlotte. Um, in the ring, Nikki was kind of getting all kind of hyped up and her being on a, a roll and this, that and the other um, over her last couple of nonsense victories, count out victories, whatever they were. Um, but what I thought was shit about this was she was in the ring. She's on her way to the ring and music was still playing. And then they just cut to Charlotte and they give her an interview. Like what a way to shit over Nikki Cross again. Like she can't even have an entrance. We've got to cut to Charlotte and hear from her. And I did my head in. The actual like content of what Charlotte was saying as well. Pish. The thing is, like I said this last, not last week because we didn't do one last week, but I'd put it in my notes and I've said it the week before. You've got, you've got like Nikki Cross who's picking up victor like big victories, and they're acting like it's a fluke when she's like doing it consistently now week in week out. Granted, she's getting like interference off like other people, but also if they want us to think, oh Nikki Cross is shit, she's winning this because the other person's distracting. Her opponents, and then have it, but then still have them consistently lose to it. Who comes out looking good? Mm, it's a really shit. It's a really weird way to build someone by just having them go over with fluke victories every week. Yeah, like it, no one comes out of it looking it, good. It doesn't feel like they're building it because Rhea and Charlotte are both kind of diminishing it all the time. Mm. So it. It doesn't feel as if it's a if they're building it. It feels as if they're going, "Oh, you're so shit, you can't even beat there." Yeah. With, as Nikki I say, Cross like, feels like a cog in this. Yeah. In this rear and and Charlotte feud, like there's. I mean, she's she's picked more pinfall victories over both women than both women have over each other at this point. Hell. It's just nonsense. So realistically, Nikki Cross should be getting put in that title match. Yeah. Or Nick Cross should be the champion. Yeah. Because if you look at the wins and losses between them, I mean, she, she she's won more than the other two have yeah. in the last couple of weeks. So Yeah. It was huh? it was just it's crap. Uh yeah, the yeah. bell rings and immediately Rhea Ripley comes down, she watches the match from commentary. For me, it was just a very another nothing match. Uh Charlotte ends up getting counted out because she spends too long <laughs> laughing in Ripley's face. Yeah, it was really it was, stupid. It, it was basically the same match we had like the last couple of weeks, only dragged out for like a longer, longer than a minute. Wow! Yeah, you said. Do you know how long that was? Seven minutes forty nine. 
Yeah. yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. I've got I've got match times for every match on here, and I'll tell you it, at the end exactly how much wrestling it, we got. It's it's seven times longer than the other fucking matches they've had. <laughs> um, after this, we get uh, Riddle backstage with Jeff Hardy. Jeff's got his makeup on where he closes his eyes, and he still looks like he's got eyes. And Riddle's asking him for advice about being a better uh, tag partner. Jeff then goes all like Mr. Miyagi and says the most important thing is trust. And when the Viper speaks, you must listen. <laughs> and then he opens his eyes up and he's like, whoa, you've got four eyes. And then he just goes on one of his like stone rants again. The camera kind of pans it, like zooms into him. And then Jeff just disappears. Orton comes into shot. And for some reason, Riddle wants to know what he thinks about Elton John or something weird. I don't know. I didn't quite get it. Um, Orton then just tells him not to be another Orton, but try to be Riddle. So there's that. I like the stuff they're doing. It's cool. I, like it's, it's kind of. It's yeah. I know what you mean. It, there's times it, where it, it goes it, a bit wayward. Teetering. Like there was the thing last week in the um, battle royal when Riddle was cutting the promo and Orton like looked at him and then mm. took the key, like made them lock his mouth and put the key in his boot. In his boot. Yeah, yeah. That made me like. <laughs> genuinely laugh a lot and went out and like put the key in the like did he, he put, put it the in the bin he put it in the yeah. bin and he was scattering around in the bin there was one way he just threw it behind him and then riddle was just like searching around on the floor for it yeah yeah um, that's quite funny but yeah, yeah. I, i'm not still not quite sold on it i think i'm just optimistically hoping randy's gonna just turn on him and punch him in the head and get him off tv for a bit <laughs> wow he just pulls me like uh, he's a good wrestler he's just very annoying hmm yeah, I get that's, it. That's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after this, we get Jeff Hardy versus John Morrison. Um, I think this could have been a fun match, but it was over way too quickly. I also feel like we've already seen it a few times before. Uh, Cedric comes down immediately. I mean, we did like 10 years ago, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, th I think it's more so I feel like I've just seen Morrison and Hardy on TV every week, but just doing the same thing. There's nothing new. For, like, there's no... There's nothing evolving. Yeah. Is what I mean. Um, yeah, Cedric comes down almost immediately uh, into into their match. Um, this match was over really quick. There wasn't really much to shout about uh, from it. But after the match, Cedric tells Jeff that he's sorry for not showing him the respect he deserves, and that Cedric idolizes him. However, he went back and and looked up about uh, the last couple of matches where Jeff kind of showed him up and disrespected him, and says the man that he idolized was just a sore winner um, and he says he's sorry for not kicking his ass into a retirement home Jeff then grabs the mic and just says well fine if you can beat me I'll retire um, they don't have a match and of course Jeff wins because Jeff's not going to retire he's not long signed a new contract so yeah that, both of those matches nothing matches Jeff Hardy versus John Morrison 2 minutes 52 Cedric versus Jeff 2 minutes 48 don't this expect like me to invest in this when you give me sub 3 minute matches it's, it's, it's funny isn't it we were talking about on the news this week that they were like waiting until the fans get back till the good stuff comes back it's like you're not going to have any fans to come back if yeah, this is what it, you're giving it's, them it's like how are you expecting like apparently they're struggling on sales on tickets and really? it's like well are you surprised yeah give fans like, a reason to want to buy tickets and why come would back. you want to yeah because they're not cheap no why would you want to spend like 50 pounds to get a ticket to a shit show to go and watch something like this to go and watch Raw when it's in the current state it's in yeah, yeah. and if they're like oh don't worry when we come back it's going to be amazing it's like 
yeah, but you've still got to do building to get there. You can't. Mm. You, you can't just, just fans on, suddenly be like, bang, straight back in. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just put on like an incredible card and then go, all right, here you go. Yeah. We'll, we'll give you what you want because, like, if you've not built it properly, which the way they're booking a lot of these guys, they're giving us absolutely zero reasons to care about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really are. It's just madness. Like, they, 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 they wonder why, like, AEW's fucking out sell, like, selling out all their, all their dates. And it's mm-hmm. like, because they're putting on consistently good shows every week. Yeah. yeah. Because they actually give a shit. Yeah. Not like, oh, we're just waiting for you guys to come back. They're like, no, oh, no, we'll. We'll make sure we're putting out a good product now, so when people do come back, they've got a reason to. They're, they're, they're excited. Invest, to they're come excited back. Exactly, they're invested already. I, like you can't sell tickets on the promise of, oh well, when we do get fans back in, we'll make sure it's good. No, make I sure am, it's good now. Yeah. If I had the opportunity to go to a Raw show right now, I absolutely I would, wouldn't. Nope. On the I'll go to a SmackDown show. I would yeah. go to a Raw show. On the premise that this is the president that they're setting right now. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, don't be stupid. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, after this, we get Eve Marie making her. Was it her debut? Her, her re- return. Debut, her return. But it's not her wrestling. It's instead, and I'm going to continue to call her this because it's her fucking name. Piper Niven. Piss off. Do you me? Piper Niven. Copyrighted than heaven. Bro. <laughs> um. Piper Niven against Naomi in what was a squash match. This went for one minute and two seconds. Uh, afterwards, Eve Marie claimed the victory for herself. Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing here? This isn't how you fucking debut I, someone. I I didn't I didn't hate this to be fair. Believe me. I hated it. What? I, why didn't you I hate thought, it? Because I thought it was very on brand for what the character's trying to be. Like they've they've been building her up as like she's a role model for everybody, and she inspires people to do good things. And then to have her like come out and literally have someone do her work for her, it was just very good shit house heel. Yeah, I think it's just it's the poor treatment of Piper Niven that I have a problem. Yeah, with. but as I say, it's the, like the I said this on the news as well. It's a, it, the benefit of it is well, Piper Niven's on TV and she's been given something that they've actually seemed to have a bit of vision to do. Mm. We'll see. They, they, they seem they seem to want it. They seem to have like an idea of what they're doing with Eva Marie because they've held off debuting for this fucking long. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. Give it some breathing room. Give it a few weeks. Uh, but yeah, Piper Niven is now on the main roster. My, my main, my main gripe was that Naomi was the sacrificial lamb. Yeah, I mean, I was, saying that, who, I was just who like, else well, could have been the sacrificial lamb? Because there's pretty much no other women on the roster. That's true. Like they could, they could have brought someone from NXT over, like they did like last year when they had like Leon Ruff came over and when he faced Alistair Black and if you like just someone out just for a one-off match, but not not Naomi, who should be fucking well in well in the title contention picture. Just yeah, yeah. poor, poor, poor. Uh, there's in a backstage segment, uh, Mandy and Dana uh, they're having a photo shoot right next to the this set up ring where Tamina and Natalia um, they're having like a training sparring thing um, they both go over to him Maddie says if if neither, either one of you didn't have the surnames that you have um, you wouldn't be where you are right now uh, Natalia then invites them into the ring and they get into a bit of a scrap uh, okay they're, they're pretty much the, the two tag teams in the women's tag division yeah I, I, I don't also, know of any other tag teams <laughs> also like a Dana and Mandy faces or heels I don't know. 
again, like I'm yeah. They, they came out as like as if they were heels, yeah, at the start of this, but then by the end, it was like they were trying to portray them as faces, like make you fucking mind. Yeah, you just you've got them, you've got them playing practical jokes on Nia Jackson, basically like picking on her and bullying shit. her. Yeah, yeah, they're bullying me. <laughs> they're bullying me. <laughs> and then you've got yeah. I'm not sure who we're meant to cheer for here. I mean, I'll be honest, Dana and Mandy seem extremely dislikable for me because of the yeah. way they've been portrayed on TV the last, like, couple of weeks. Mm. But then they, they tried to kind of, like, make it out like a baby face. Baby face. Definitely fucking not. <laughs> I don't think uh, they go with some of it, do they? Nah. Nah, they really don't. Uh, Drew's then interviewed, uh, calls Lashley Trashley... This was fucking garbage. This is absolutely It was fucking hot garbage. Take a take a phrase from a friend of the podcast, Tom Clark. <laughs> hot garbage. <laughs> like a fucking bin bag with like old food left out in the sun. This it was fucking awful. <laughs> he brings absolute up AJ dog and his up and coming match, and then for reasons starts talking about William Wallace, aka Big Willie. He says that he was known for his big, humongous, gigantic reign. Just, this is fucking nonsense. This was fucking... like it was written by a fucking teenager. It's... <laughs> I was listening like it was to... written by a fucking, like, like a fucking 13-year-old. <laughs> who just, like, figured out what dick jokes are. <laughs> <laughs> which, means, which means Vince probably wrote it himself. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I was listening to Dammit Vince, the Dammit Vince podcast. Shout out to those boys. And um, Joe said, watching Raw every week, it's like they got in new right. They get new writers in every week, and they basically give them five or six words from the week before's episode and say, write around this. That's pretty much it. That's uh, that. It sums up how they write Raw at the moment. Here's 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 a handful of buzzwords from last week's show, but it's different writers every week. So that's all they've got to go on. I- like literally, they get we're getting to the point that Drew's almost got go away heat with me. Oh, there's been a lot of stuff on Twitter. Like he's responded to I'm, it as well. I think of people saying like, "Why is he still chasing the belt? Why is he saying that there's other people?" Like it, it's not it's not even him chasing the belt that I take an issue with. It's these fucking promos. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, they, they literally had him perfect. Like when he was champion and he was like cutting those sort of like inspirational promos. Yeah. He was he was like a proper sort of like just like a, a good like heroic baby good baby yeah. face yeah a valiant champion that's it and then you've got him making dick jokes about William Wallace and talking about fucking Robert the Bruce and all that it's like yeah we get he's Scottish he doesn't need to fucking talk about his heritage all the time mm. he's never done it before why don't you suddenly start doing now? it now yeah like. If if it's Drew's choice, fair play, let him do it. But if if it's WWE, just which it seems like it's just WWE doing that thing they do, where it's like, like they did it with Sheamus, didn't he? Where they'd have him talk yeah. about like Irish legends, did it with yeah, Finn yeah, Balor. Yeah. He seems to do it with everybody, where they'll talk about like a bit of their history. If like, if they're not it. American, if they're if they're, if they're not American, foreign, yeah. talk about your if history. They're, if they're a foreign menace, you, that being said, you you never get fucking. You never got the British Bulldog talking about fucking Churchill, did you? <laughs> never. 
Never, never a bulldog like big enough fucking Henry VIII. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just it's just stupid, man. It's, it's really, really fucking stupid. stupid. Yeah, I, I just like as I say, I've, I've not got that much of an issue with Drew going after the belt again because it feels like this one's like the final chapter because they pretty much said there is, yeah, which means Drew's probably winning it, and then we're gonna get Lashley chasing Drew. Um, but it just come on. Yeah, like, you you had a guy who was really like a likable champion, and you're doing your fucking damnedest to try and make him as dislikable as possible. It's like, mm. yeah, mind. my my issue with him chasing the belt is, it just feels like it's really long in the tooth now. So, I can't it remember is. who said it. It might have been. <laughs> I think it was it was uh, Phil, Phil Lindsay. Uh, check him out on Twitter if if you don't already. Phil Lindsay, um, he was saying, "How is it Kofi hasn't had a match for the belt? Kofi never got a rematch after being beat by Brock. Mm. He pinned and Lashley three weeks ago, and he's not even in the title contention. And yet Drew, who's lost it several times and has had I, several rematches, is still in there. I think that um, they're holding that one off till Fandaba. Really." Seems that way because they've been they've been teasing it, haven't they? Well, yeah, there is something a little later where yeah. it feels like they've had the, they've had like the Kofi and MVP stuff the last couple of weeks. They've had mm. Kofi MVP. They've had MVP questioning why Kofi is not getting a belt a title shot with Drew is. Mm. I think it's basically they're trying to manufacture Kofi Mania too. I see because that's that's basically how Kofi Mania one started, where everyone's like, "How's Kofi King not have the WWE title match?" And he's mm. been there. 11 years mm. and I think they're, do, they're deliberately doing this now so the next the next pay-per-view they've got fans back they'll pull the trigger they can either pull the trigger on Kofi or they can give him money in the bank and then have him cash in at SummerSlam oh yes boy and then they've got Kofi Mania 2 ready made ready yeah 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 yeah. and it's I wouldn't even be surprised out. if he dethroned Lashley I don't think he I don't think he will I, th- I think Lashley's going to hold that belt for a long time but yeah it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. Like the the dragon out there. I'm I might be being very optimistic about that, but it does seem that they're trying to do it because they it know does. yeah. They know how much of like a good feeling it gives the fans the yeah, first yeah. time around. Well, it happens a little later in the show, but while we're on that subject, there is a bit later, as you say, where he talks to MVP backstage and, and Woods and Kofi are there. This is after their match, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute against RK Bro. And MVP says Kofi Mania is, is kind of dead and gone, like dead in the water. And if he wants to know why, then all he has to do is look to his left. And Woods has stood there. Uh, and this whole time, kind of Woods just like isn't phased by it at all. He's just like, yeah, 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 you carry on talking. Uh, and MVP says he's wasting his career in tag teams uh, and his tag partners are holding him down and he's wasting his time kind of hanging about people that don't measure up. And then Woods turns around to MVP and just says, can you hurry this up? I've got to go and put water in your mum's bowl or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he says, like, you know, at least in a singles match, if you lose, you've only got yourself to blame. But tonight you lost and you didn't even get pinned. Uh, he's basically trying to kind of bait him into to sack off Woods as, as dead weight, if you like. He mm. wishes Kofi good luck in his match this Sunday and he says, oh, that's right, you don't have one. So there's there's something I, going on there and there. There's, there's a big tease. I, I could see he's possibly getting like 
Kofi doing like an open challenge or something on Sunday to kind of like make a point. To make a point, so I've got a match and I'll face yeah. anyone. But yeah, back to Kofi, like other than him losing to Drew the other week, they've really kind of protected them recently as well. Yeah. They've really they protected have. them. They makes have, me yeah. think. Makes me think that they're not pulling the trigger on him yet, but they're going to as soon as like as soon as they get past Hell in a Cell, basically. Yeah. Gonna have all, all three members of the New Day with gold by the end of the year. We have e Kofi, with the Kofi at least title. with money in the bank, E with the universal title, and Woods with Woods fucking with the, crown. King of the, the crown. Yeah. yeah. Oh, give it me. Um back to the the match though that happened after, um, which was yeah, okay, bro, uh Orton and Riddle against the New Day. This was a really, really fun match, man. Like really oh, good chemistry. Easily best match tonight, which I mean the bar was fairly low. But That's saying that, like I yeah, it was, it was. This was really, really cool though. And it, it had time to breathe. Like yeah. 20, 21 minutes, nearly twenty-two minutes this was. There's a couple of commercial breaks in there. But yeah, really good. Um the kind of the thing going into this that they were playing up on commentary a lot was RK Bro aren't aren't like a solidified tag team. They haven't got that fluidity. They haven't got that chemistry like teams like the New Day have that are kind of long and established and stuff. But actually, there were some moments where they really bonded well and there was some tandem offense, which we hadn't seen from them before. It was a bit where like Riddle had done like a a backflip or something like that, like a splash, but he did it with the assist from Orton kind of giving him a, like a hand up with it. But that was the kind of the, the thing going all the way through. Um, there's lots of false finishes and really close calls. I think Riddle looked really, really good in this as well. Um, but yeah, it was it was a cool match, as I say. Like it, it was given a decent amount of time. It's deservedly so. Like all of the guys in the build up to this have had some really good singles matches. We spoke at length about uh, Riddle and Woods, Woods from about a month, about three, three or so weeks ago. Um, Woods making his case for a King of the Ring. Yes, boy. But yeah, it was cool. I really, really enjoyed this match. And among a show of of mainly rubbish. This was a real standout. Um, the finish was cool. Like you, you, I guess you could kind of see it coming a mile off in in the setup. Like new and inventive ways for Orton to hit the RKO. Uh, and yeah. the finish came where Woods went for the honor roll, and as he leaps up, he's I was going to say RKO. Woods, Woods bringing back the honor roll for the first time in ages, and he yeah. just eats an RKO. <laughs> he won't be doing that again in a hurry. <laughs> that was cool though. Really, really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Proper, proper fun. Yeah. Um, after this, we got Asuka against Rhea Ripley. Um, this was all right. Ten minute match between it, them. It um, was all right. My issue is that we've seen this match about yeah seven or eight times we since have. WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, and it was the thing was as well. I was excited for it for WrestleMania because it was like first time ever. Oh yeah, that'll be great. And it was a good match at WrestleMania. Yeah. And then every match after has been kind of like up and down in quality. Mm. And, this one was and, all right. It was, yeah, this was this was one of the better ones. I was just at this point, I'm just so jaded of seeing that. I've match. seen it over and over and over. Yeah, it, it's like yeah, it's like when we had um when we had like last year um Street Profits versus Andrade and Gaza like eighty times, and then we had oh god yeah the, we had the hair business versus Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, and fucking uh, Mustafa Ali. Yeah, yeah, a million times. It, you don't need to do the same match over and over and over again mm-hmm. more or less the same results yeah yeah um, 
The finish comes uh, Rhea Ripley hitting the Riptide for the win. After the bell, Charlotte gets in uh, and attacks her. There's a big pull apart from the ref. She gets a massive forearm from Ripley, which looks like it bust her nose open. And then there was did, kind of a pretty cool visual afterwards of her on the ramp. Just I was going to say, did they work themselves into a shoot here? <laughs> Go on. Because Charlotte was like, get the fuck off me. When the rest were grabbing her, like she dropped an F-bomb. Oh, did she? Yeah, Charlotte Ooh. was genuinely pissed off. Actually, to be fair, there was a moment where she retaliated for forearm and it looked like she put a bit of mustard on it, like there was a receipt for it. <laughs> yeah, like and then Rhea just booted her in the face as a response to that. Fuck like, hell. I I was watching that and I was just like I I I, I couldn't tell. Like I it, this was the best thing they've done in the entire build of this match, in my opinion. Yeah. Because it it painted Charlotte as being like a little bit a more interesting. <laughs> well, no, just like because they're kind of like teasing Andy the child a little bit more unhinged than she's letting on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's got, she's, like she's in little, control of it, but actually she's not. Yeah, like she's 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 going a little bit crazy. Yeah, like a dad. Um, <laughs> and this was kind of like where she absolutely fully snapped. Obviously, they had to like beating up the ref a couple of months back. Yeah, and that was like the other thing they did. But mm. yeah, this it was like okay, this this is interesting. Like, well, should you but, put hands on Pierce? Was it Noble as well? Yeah, like, yeah, she, like chucking people about. Yeah, man. Yeah. She, as I say, she 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 dropped an F bomb, which made me think. Is she actually like, she, is she actually like fucking angry? At, like, is, is, are, are they are they blaring the line very good, or yeah, are they yeah. like actually work themselves into a shoot? I couldn't tell. I think it's probably a bit more than just blaring the lines and Charlotte doing some really good character work. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't surprise me because I know it's got bust open. Yeah, man. That she's yeah. probably just seen blood and like literally saw red and like got angry. <laughs> But yeah, the, for me, this was like the best thing they've done in the entire build up of this feud. Mm. No. It says a lot because it was not extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's another backstage bit with Lashley's ladies dancing about. Uh, that Irish guy, the commentator, I forget his name, comes in for an interview. And MVP Patrick. stops him. That's it. Uh, then Lashley cuts a promo. Meh. I wasn't really too fussed about this. Uh, yeah. Then we get the match that was made at the very top of the show, Alexa Bliss against Nia Jax. Um, this was really odd. It was it was pretty much one-way traffic the whole time with Bliss just popping up from everything that Jax threw at her. Um, like very much reminiscent of like kind of The Fiend where it just get knocked down, sit back up and just no-sell everything basically. Um, yeah. Bliss hits, uh, she goes, she hits a DDT. She kind of gets Jax down onto her knees and she hits that short DDT. Uh, and as she's about to pin uh, Jax, uh, Reggie comes in, breaks things up for what would have been the victory for Bliss. Um, yeah. She then briefly appears to kind of hypnotize Reggie. And I was really confused and I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, so Reggie, the new Lily. I. Or is the fiend know. possessed Reggie? Because they both got dreadlocks and Vince just thinking that. <laughs> Reggie's going to come out of hell in a cell with bleached dreadlocks and we're all going to know. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. Oh. Shite. Absolute shite. It's really shite. I wanted to like, like what they, they were doing with Bliss and it's gone only, just weird. The only plus side is they binned off Lily by the sound of things. Mm, no. I don't think she I said, I'll not coming on the road although she doesn't like traveling. Oh, really? Yeah. I probably just went to 
make a coffee what happened. <laughs> but for the for the last like everything after the Charlotte Rear thing, I was just I will be honest, I was playing Assassin's Creed and like half paying attention to Raw because I was like I, I <laughs> That's all right, mate. There wasn't too much that you missed. And and you I knew I didn't have to write like write the notes on it this week, so I was like, yeah, I can just <laughs> I, I, I can remember what's good from Raw because usually, like, because it's very count little. On one hand, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ace some points. After this, obviously, we got that uh, backstage thing with MVP and Kofi and Woods, which we discussed. And then the next match after this is Elias versus Riker. Uh, Riker wins by counter out because Elias <laughs> decides that he didn't want to compete anymore. That match went for two minutes twenty four. Um, that was too fucking long, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need Jackson Riker on a TV. He's a gob show. <laughs> um, Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax, if, if you are counting along at home with a calculator, was 3 minutes 53. Uh, then we get Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. I'm not quite sure why we got Drew versus AJ, but it happened. And it was all right. It, like, you can't have a bad it, match with Styles. It in. was it was all right until all the silly bollocks happened where we got, like, interferences and then, oh, it's a tag team match, holla, holla, holla. Yeah. And, I, so, uh, at the start, Lashley and MVP decided to set up their VIP lounge at the top of the ramp. Um, there was quite a funny moment where Amas and AJ came out and AJ stood in front of Amas and the the women that are sat on the edge of the bench trying to kind of like grab a master's hand and like you know chat him up and stuff and he deadpan like no attention no attention to him. and then eventually sort of turns around and grabs one of their hands and he just starts getting into it and aj turns around he's like what are you doing and it was his face oh. he was like oh oh no oh i'm sorry I, <laughs> I i love those two like they're one of my favorite pairings on raw like <laughs> they are good almost <laughs> is just so fucking good like it's, it's comedic time whether he intends it or not yeah Sometimes he does stuff that's not meant to be funny, but it's, it's unintentionally hilarious. funny. And it's just like, and then you can see he's like grinning about it. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. Just, you, you get it. You get it. He seems like a tough guy. <laughs> uh, the match itself uh, was decent. As I say, it's it's hard to have a bad match when Styles is in the ring. Um, Drew looked strong for most of the early going, kind of dominated until Amas pulled him out of the ring. He sort of sensed that Styles is in danger. And then to even up the odds, the Viking Raiders come out uh, and ensure that Drew had someone in his corner. Um, Drew baits out Lashley, uh, who eventually gets up and involved in a match where he causes a DQ. And then after the break, they make a six-man tag match. So we get Drew and the Raiders against AJ, Amas and Lashley. How quickly did Lashley get changed? I know. <laughs> did he? I mean, he must. I reckon. I he think had his, he had his, his his tights underneath his trousers. Yeah, but his boots. Yeah, a big boots, didn't they? Yeah, and then like <laughs> the like I know the Velcro, but still like the still. Uh, speaking from experience, getting a pair of fucking boots like big boots on, it's <laughs> it's it not, takes it's a not while. A quick, it's not a quick job. <laughs> yeah, like it takes you a couple of minutes to do. <laughs> and he managed to he managed to get it done in like about a minute. So stay away for that. <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, we get the six man tag. Um this match, uh Amas wasn't really featured too much. When he got in, it was just mainly like kind of rest holds a bit slow and lumbering. Um, but still look good. Obviously, like he's still kind of quite green, but it's nice to see him get more TV time. Uh most of the in-ring work from the heels was was AJ and Lashley. Um one thing I did know, even Lashley looks really small next to Amas. Which is saying something because Lashley's yeah. not a small guy, but Amas is huge. Um, 
for me, it kind of made sense why these were all in the same match. It didn't need to happen, but it made sense. And it was something we spoke about in the news that came out this week where they weren't going to be making matches that didn't make sense anymore. Like there had to be a reason for a match to be put together. And so this kind of made sense in that the Viking Raiders are now the number one contenders for the tag belts. Amas and AJ obviously are the tag champions and Drew and Lashley are due to face each other at Hell in a Cell. Um, I mean, at, at least we didn't get what they tend to do in the build-up to a pay-per-view match where they'll have both guys that are involved in said match in various kind of mix-up match-ups of stuff for about three yeah, weeks going one, into it. One thing, that's because we've seen them fucking in singles matches about four or five times. There's that as well, yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing I did like and I wouldn't be against seeing this in the future was the little exchange we got with Ivar and here, Bobby. That's what I was literally just about to say in my notes. I was like, that I, was I, fun. <laughs> and Ivar holding his own as well. Yeah. Like, it's exactly I like, what I put. Yeah. 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 Ivar. Yeah. Warbeard Hansen. Yeah. That was really, really good. One after Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, it's just nice to see the Raiders on TV again. I've really missed them over the last year. They're so. such a good team. They're so underrated. Like the yeah. Battle Royal last week, some of the stuff they were doing was awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, they're good. They are good. They're, they're just very good. Yeah. And, he, like that's the other thing because is that is Viking Raiders versus AJ and Omos on Hell in a Cell or is it going to happen on Raw uh, you know? I think it's Raw I don't know actually I don't think it's Hell in a Cell no I don't think so um, that'd the, be good when we get it he alluded to it and then he did the bit obviously last week where Omos took like the took Ivar's turkey like and just devoured it <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that anyway um, yeah yeah uh, then into the finish of the match uh, actually there was one point where <clears throat> Lashley pinned Ivar and Eric came in to break it up and hit an absolute beast of an E right to the side of Lashley's face um, they show it again on the replay and there was yeah there was no covering that up uh, like uh, I, I wouldn't even mind seeing like the Viking Raiders against like MVP and Bobby in yeah. the future like yeah. when Bobby's like out the title picture and Maybe yeah. have the Viking Raiders with the tag titles. Yeah, because they had, they both had some pretty good chemistry with Bobby. Yeah, yeah, they definitely did. Uh, the finish comes when AJ's crawling over to his corner to make the tag, and then accidentally, I say that with bunny ears inverted commas, um, accidentally tags in Lashley and not Amas. Lashley then looks shook by this and instantly just eats a claymore for Drew and the Raiders to pick up the win. Um, <laughs> It was a bit of a weird finish. Yeah. I, I I'm don't hoping that means Oh, he, that... he didn't mean to tag in Lashley. Well, he was looking up at him when he tagged him in. Did he just see a black hand and just assume that it was a mass? It's silly. If he yeah, was... I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't get it. The size difference alone, it's not, it's not like it's... They're clearly hard. two very different people. Like, it's accidentally yeah. tag him in like it's his tag partner he knows what he looks like there's no excuse for him to like, accidentally I mean, not tag him in the only the only thing was like AJ kind of spun around and quickly tagged wasn't it mm. or maybe it was like oh I, I, I meant to tag in almost it would have made more sense if like Drew had got him up in that future shock DDT thing and instead of hitting it just span him around so he was dizzy and disorientated and he just kind of put his mm. hand out but like he spent like a bit crawling over like he knew what he was it just ah, I don't know yeah. silly silly um, but yeah that was that was raw for me there was too many silly finishes 
DQs. It count was one out. of the bad, one of the one of the bad ones, wasn't it? One of the yeah. really bad ones. It, it felt um, very repetitive, whether it was the finish yeah. of matches or the people involved in the matches. So like Elias and Riker, yeah. Jeff and Cedric, like the whole weird thing where they're they're sort of pushing Nikki Cross, but they're doing it in a way where she's just winning by fluke countouts rather than actual pinfalls. Um, like yeah, it's silly, isn't it? I just, I yeah. It's nonsense. It's really, really non. It's crap. It's still pretty much unwatchable. Uh, yeah. And for those counting along at home, minutes of matches in a three-hour show, we got approximately seventy-eight minutes and thirty-six seconds of wrestling in a three-hour so hour show. An hour, pretty much, just over an, an hour. hour. In in a three-hour I mean, show, it's not as bad as TNA. You had like in a two-hour show, sort of like eight minutes of wrestling. Wow. Yeah, I mean, this rest. isn't this isn't far off that at the moment, is it? No. <laughs> no so yeah, that was uh, that was raw. Did did you have a high? Oh yeah, of course. New New Day and RK Bro. That was yeah. that was a really good match. Yeah. Um, th- that's the thing with Raw. There's always one good match. It's just all the other shit you pad around. And it that's what's annoying. Bad. You've got to sift through it. Like you don't know if you're watching it live. Well, unless you've kind of had well, spoilers then, before, uh, you don't know when that's coming. So imagine sitting through that live and being like, I've got to sit through this and hope yeah. that there's something then good it, to come out of it. Then you get the other side of it where like, was it like four weeks ago? Um, the one we did we did live like together. Um, oh yeah. Where like the first two hours of that Raw was brilliant. Like mm. it was the best episode of Raw they'd done for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And the last hour come along and he just took a big old dump on everything. Yep. The, the arse fell out of it. it. <laughs> um, yeah, hi, hi, RK Bro and New Day. Um, low, just everything else. I think it's just the repetition for me was a yeah, real low point. Just, just repeating like rematches after rematches after rematches. It's like these um, are the only people on the roster. Yeah, I know I they've think- just like binned off a lot of people, but there's plenty of other people that should be getting but- TV time here. Yeah, even stuff like them doing matches and them lasting like two minutes. And it's like, apparently Vince has a new rule that he doesn't want any match like cold, so to speak. So just a match for the sake of having a match. Mm. Why we got like Cedric getting Jeff to like put his career on the line in that two minute nonsense match. But then if you're going to do that, at least make it a decent match watchable, like Exactly. Is that that exactly. is that their exactly. excuse around it? Oh no, we're, we're going to make the matches have meaning. Yeah, but you're still only making it, them three minutes. It, it just as a, as I said, like at the start of the podcast, and I said on news, like the they're saving the good stuff for when the crowds are back. It's like there's not going to be crowds back if mm. people aren't invested in the fucking show to begin with. Yeah, you you can't you can't bank on being able to sell out a show on name value alone because. Mm that's only half the battle like you've just got to look at some of the like look look at films for example you get like a film franchise and they'll put it they'll put like films out and they'll be like oh yeah like i might go see that because it's like the new i don't know batman film mm. but then you see like oh wait no it's batman and robin so it's shit <laughs> yeah 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 like it, it's you, you can't just bank on name value alone you've got to yeah. still give like your consumer something to Invest in. To invest in, exactly, yeah. That and isn't that with Raw. No. Like, Bobby Lashley's a really good character. New Day is always good. That, That's about good. it. 
there's good wrestlers on the show. Yeah. It's just the storylines aren't very good. Mm. And the writing seems at this point lazy. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Just really annoying. Especially yeah. like juxtaposed with SmackDown where they've got like the whole Roman story arc, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Which is like the best thing they've got on all of their TV shows. Yeah. By like a mile. <laughs> mile. Yeah. yeah. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities. Well, yeah, should we get into SmackDown anyway, mate? Let's do it, mate. So, the show opens with um, Ray coming out, talking about being a father and protecting his son. And he gets emotional when he brings up Roman Murder Bomb and Dominic last week. <laughs> um, he says Dominic will walk again. Which <laughs> I, I, I was like, fucking hell, steady on now. It's, he got thrown on padding. It's not like he got thrown on the concrete. Mate. It's like he got thrown in front of a bus, is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and Ray said they, they made a big deal about the fact that Hell in a Cell match was taking place on Smackdown instead of the pay-per-view mm-hmm. um, he said he wants the match tonight and he knows Roman expect, accepted on Twitter but he wants to hear Roman accept in person the cell starts to lower and then Roman comes out which was weird I like it I get why it was so that it was almost like Roman's calling the shots backstage put the cell down yeah. on him I don't want him to do anything stupid now surround him now surround him now so I can make my yeah. point and I can protect um, myself Shitbag yeah, heel. Ro- I love it. <laughs> Roman says he doesn't want to hurt Ray and asks if he's sure he wants to do this. And Ray says he's never been more ready in his life. And Roman's like, okay, okay, fine. I try, right. tried to do it your way and be dip- diplomatic. Now we're going to do it my way. And just walks off. And Ray looks <laughs> terrified. <laughs> Ray looks like he's about to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a matter. Uh, this then leads us to Apollo and the Commander Aziz. <laughs> oh, the promo they cut before oh, like the little it, backstage really room. Fuck me. <laughs> Apollo's going for like 80s foreign heel. It's, and it's so it's funny. Brilliant. It's like the, the maniacal laugh and like the smile yeah. and just, oh. It's He's like, my secret weapon, Commander Aziz. <laughs> I know we were like, I was certainly, and I know a lot of people... <laughs> Still don't hey, like it and shitting on it like when it first debuted. Like, oh, what's this accent? And blah blah blah. But if it's I'm like this, huge... where it's just kind of tongue in cheek, like it's hilarious. Yeah, I, I think the fact that Apollo's kind of thrown himself into it, he's hamming it up and he knows it's like, yeah, stereotypical 80s foreign heel. And he's just like, yeah, fuck it, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, gonna... if they were trying to make him a real serious heel, kind of like they were when they first gave him this thing, yeah, I probably wouldn't invest in it so much, but because it's comedy and he's treating it as such I don't mind it yeah I think it's pretty good yeah. I, think, 
it's definitely growing on me. Um, so yeah, um, he says they're gonna feel they're gonna feel true pain tonight. Um, <laughs> and we got a really cool like little backstage segment with Ko and Biggie before the match. Oh um, mate, <laughs> and Biggie's, Biggie's very stoic, and Ko gets dead passionate. He's like, he's not worried because Biggie's one of the strongest guys on the roster. And he's a tag team specialist. He's won the belt nine times. That's almost ten times. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just turns to Biggie and Biggie goes, "Yeah, you're good too." <laughs> he's like, "What?" After I put you over like that, after I gave you all that, he was like, "Well, the like the wound's still open, it's like the wound's still sore." <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Okay, that, that's fair." And then Biggie just <laughs> fires up and says, "You can see uh, Ko trying trying." desperately not to laugh at that point when he just fired yeah. up out of nowhere <laughs> I, I love the chemistry these two have like yeah. it's just he, even calling back like KO turning on him multiple times like yeah, it's fucking great it's great <laughs> <laughs> and yeah Biggie says they're going to feel their power um, after their entrance as Sammy comes out on commentary and he was gold as always yep um, the match itself there wasn't really a lot it was pretty basic really yeah uh, Biggie and KO dominate Apollo. Aziz tags in and then he slam he slams there Biggie on the floor. And then you see Sammy, he was like he climbed onto the guardrail. He's like, oh, what's well, Aziz? That was he's like, it's okay. We're all getting on here. We're all, we're, we're all friends here. Yeah, um, Aziz just like dominates Biggie for a while, misses an elbow, and then tags in Apollo. He looked um, good considering that did. was his first time in the ring. He looked it's, decent. Well, it's just first time in the ring but wow yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> done, done some work elsewhere yeah. um yeah but um ian ko like again just working over apollo he hits a really cool looking front suplex on the apron and then ko hits a swanton bomb mm-hmm. uh, as he dominates both of them again sammy uh, as like so aziz basically like throws kevin owens out the ring takes out biggie and then he's stalking him gets kind of like low bridge over the top rope and then just again batters KO on the outside as uh, Kevin's about to get in the ring Sammy like distracts him by going to attack him and then Aziz like Aziz just hits an Nigerian nail on KO as he gets back in the ring to win um, yeah from out of nowhere like I, I barely saw it I had to go back yeah. it was subtle <laughs> yeah and then he hits another after the match as like the exclamation point and Sammy's like laughing on screen he's like almost orgasmic the way he's and he's like i <laughs> can like do caressing this the screen <laughs> yeah he's literally drinking in ko's pain it's fucking brilliant <laughs> um and then after after the break uh ko asks for a match with sammy and pierce grants it now he's selling he's the hell out of that spike isn't he yes <laughs> did, did you see sammy's a uh, promo on twitter about him taking it no where he had like he had like the vapor rub and he was rubbing it on his throat, and he was got he had he had like a proper like like husky voice. He was going, "I've got a bruised drink here." <laughs> <laughs> when they asked him about it, he's like, "Well, I've been using vapor rub on it all week." <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, apparently, according to Fightful, uh, this match might be getting made into a Hell in a Cell match. On. The, awesome. Apparently, to be getting made last night. I was expecting this being made last night. Didn't might do on the pay-per-view I, yeah. I think it, it, it definitely like we've seen Sammy and KO in a, just the singles match that much they've never as far as I'm aware they've never on in WWE certainly but they have on, obviously on the indies but 
in WWE, I don't think mean, they've had like any kind of gimmick match. It's always been just just like, straight mm, up. No, I know that they were involved in a hell of a set. Was it Shane against KO? And then Sammy yeah, put him off Sammy the table. The yeah. But um, no, they've not been one-on-one in a, in a gimmick match. Not that I can remember. I could be wrong. Yeah, so I think it would be... It, it definitely would warrant it, I think. Yeah. Um, we then get the battle for the crown. Um, Boogs plays Nakamura out and Pat is like on the table. On the table. He's got his phone light on and he's Yeah, he's got a glow thrusting. stick as well. Yeah, man. He's I don't, I don't know how it. Michael Cole keeps a straight face when he does <laughs> He must he, have to mute was, his microphone was, or something. <laughs> yeah, because when you saw the shot, he was laughing. <laughs> um, and the, the first time Pat like reacted to it, where he's like air guitar on him and Cole pissed himself. <laughs> um, yeah, match itself was very, very back and forth. Um, both guys kind of like level pegging throughout. It was a really cool spot where Nakamura hits a slide jam and lands in front of Boogs and then air guitars. Just Boogs air guitars, like, yeah, yeah. Does a guitar solo. Um, <laughs> Nakamura keeps reversing out with the end of days um, throughout the match. He hits a series of diving knees and a Kinshasa to win. And then after the match, uh, Nakamura sits on the throne, boobs crowns him, and they show Corbin crying, <laughs> which is just great. I just do like, hope that's the end of the, the, the King Corbin gimmick. I do, because I hate his entrance music. It's absolutely god-awful. I liked his old um, entrance music. I liked his old entrance music, yeah. and then the other... The, the they added stuff. the king, yeah. You don't need to do that. You don't need to fucking do like just mash it in. They, or they don't give, give him a new song, or just leave him as original. Don't try and mash yeah. him up. They don't even need to put like kingly music in. It's bollocks. It's just <laughs> just just have them with a crown. Yeah, that's that's all they need. They don't need to be like full on like. You you say that you say that. When Woods wins, when Woods wins, wow, King Booker, but when Woods wins when, King of the Ring no, and he comes when, out with some big fucking extravagant kingly music, you're going to be when, all over when, it. <laughs> when Woods wins, wins King of the Ring, he's not going to become the king. He's going to become his character, his, his alter ego from up, up, down, down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he's basically just going to just gonna like be Woods with like a robe and talking slightly posher. Um, I hope he comes out of the up, up, down, down belt as well. <laughs> Yeah, well, me I'm the champion at the moment, so he'd have to be oh, there for fuck it. yeah, of course. Still, still not as match with Reckoning, has he? Nope. Can't, can't do that. Um, can't do that. <laughs> so, yeah, after this, uh, Bianca Belair comes to the ring, calls Bailey a bully, literally cuts the exact same promo she did two weeks ago. Yeah. Almost verbatim. Um, she then says she wants Bailey inside Hell in a Cell. Bailey comes out, they brawl. Um, Bailey pulls Bianca into the barricade by a braid and then hits a rose plant in the ring. And uh, there was a really cool visual of like Bailey standing over Bianca with the belt. She put her foot on her braid so she couldn't get up. Yeah, yeah. And then they like filled the Thunderdome with like the image of Bailey holding the belt. So I thought yeah, that was awesome. That's cool. Um, yeah. I don't think this, we were talking about this earlier. I don't think this match warrants a Hell in a Cell match yet. No, I don't, not yet. I don't no. think they've got there quite yet. No. I think they could get there in about a month or two. Hmm. There's other matches on SmackDown that they could put inside Hell in a Cell, in my opinion. That would feel more worthy. Kevin and Sammy's one, uh, Cesaro and Seth's another. Um, Elias and Riker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) Yeah, uh, we get a video package of Roman and Jimmy after this. Um, Jimmy then basically comes into Roman's dressing room and says, you're right, um, and I haven't heard from Jay all week, but 
I want I want to do what's right for the family and I'm ready to help you out if you need me to. Uh, I'm just I'm just going to be a bit more like kind of vocal about things if I d- disagree. Yeah. Roman says um, he doesn't want his help. He wants him to find Jay because he needs the family united. Well, he hesitates, doesn't he? He's like, I need Jay. And then, and then yeah. he stops and he's like, we need Jay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... It's weird, isn't it? So J- Jimmy like looks genuinely like downhearted, mm. like that broaden about the fact that Roman said, "I need Jay, don't need you." Not you, yeah. But at the same time, I think it's like Roman kind of like like treating me and keeping keen, sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Like he's he's just just making him jimmy feel is not quite as adequate as his brother making him sweat it out like, for a bit <laughs> like when like when he called jay jimmy the other week and he went what's the difference mm. like similar sort of thing he's playing yeah. mind game with the two of them yeah um but yeah I, i'm it, it felt a bit weird that jimmy just kind of fell in line at the same time mm. it was it was a little bit it felt a little bit forced but we'll yeah. see maybe it's as i say maybe it's just like them kind of spinning the wheels to get to Roman versus Jimmy and then when we get Roman versus Jimmy hmm. properly fall in line um, yeah. after this we get Otis versus Angelo Dawkins uh, Ameri- uh, American Alpha Alpha Academy rest in peace American Alpha um, <laughs> have new music um, okay. and I love that they've just got a new logo so what did they do they got Otis yeah, to shave his, shave his beard off. I noticed that I was like well your t-shirts and your logo and everything are already out of date because you shaved his beard yeah. <laughs> shave his beard cut his hair like Psych. yeah that's that's silly isn't it lads um, <laughs> just before the fell Gable slaps Dawkins and then Otis just flattens him and just throw him into the steps uh, work over his shoulder and hit a I'm guessing it's the new finisher which is a discus clothesline into a German suplex which looked, looked awesome yeah man it reminds me a bit of um Ah, uh, what was AOP's finisher where it was like the the, the lariat? The clothesline into the Russian, Russian leg sweep. Leg sweep. Yeah. yeah. What do they call that again? Um, I cannot remember. I know the I know the power bombs into each other with the super collider. The super collider, yeah, yeah. But I can't remember what that was called. It'll come to um, me in a moment. Yeah, I'm hoping this is kind of them starting to build up Alpha Academy as like a viable threat because that tag team division is very, very, very thin right now. Thin on the ground. Ah, the last chapter it was called. That's it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so we get a Cesaro and Rollins feud recap and then Cesaro's doing a sit-down interview with Kayla. He says he doesn't think he's gone far enough um, yet and then Leather Daddy Seth Rollins shows up and takes over the interview. This was cool because he didn't blindside him, did he? He just came in and was just like, just want to talk. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm still to talk. Um, we have the match on Sunday now we're having a conversation I um, mean we were saying about matches that deserve to be a Hell in a Cell match this absolutely this should absolutely be Hell in a Cell absolutely should be Hell in a Cell because yeah. they've they've gone to the point where they've gone so far that like Rollins like been blindsided Cesaro he took Cesaro for a couple of weeks and injured them yeah um, Cesaro keeps destroying Seth Rollins lovely suits um, <laughs> and swinging him and it Again, like I feel like th- this feud, um, I'm happy it's continuing, but also I feel like it's getting close to the end. Like, yeah, 
they I don't know how much longer they can they can like drag this one out for. Mm. Um because we've had it since prior to Mania. Um yeah. yeah. So yeah, Rollins says that Cesaro disgusts him and he's a disgrace. He says he doesn't respect Cesaro and will put him in his place. Didn't mean to rhyme that, but he kind of did. <laughs> like a like a like beat poetry. Um <laughs> slam, like slam poetry. poetry. That's the one. <laughs> beat poetry. Um yeah, so Cesaro then gets up and says, I, I do respect you and I respect that you did this properly and not like just blindsided me. Mm. And then he put he puts his hand on Seth's shoulder and then just tips the chair. <laughs> and Rollins gets up and he's absolutely livid. Um it was it was just great, just a little shitbag thing. It was just so good. Um really enjoyed it. But yeah, I feel like this definitely warrants uh Hell in a Cell for sure. Yeah. Definitely. San KO and Sammy are both probably more for me, KO and Sammy, but I feel like this one definitely you could get some. like they've had they've had Seth like literally have Cesaro stretch it out multiple times. Do a fucking ambulance match. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just do an ambulance match. That, mm. that that'd be good. Like look how good the Drew versus um Randy one was. Oh mate, oh, yeah, it's awesome. So they could do something like that. Yeah. They, they even had AEW stars Paul White and Christian Cage show. That's how big a deal that was. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I do think there's a few matches on this card that probably warrant a Hell in a Cell match more than the actual match it is. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then speaking of Hell in a Cell matches, the main event is what should have been the main event of Hell in a Cell. Uh, Roman vs. Ray inside yeah. Hell in a Cell. Um, Immediately from the belt, Ray gets a chair and Roman just fights him off. Ray then uh, blinds Roman with a fire extinguisher and hits him with a toolbox. He just uh, dominated like first five minutes or the so. First, yeah, the first half of this match was just Ray beating the shit out of Roman. <laughs> um, he puts like a chair over Roman's back and like drop like baseball slides it into Roman and then wraps the chair around his neck and throws him into the cell a few times and then the ring post. Um, and then Roman starts fighting him off, but then misses a spear through the table, and Ray just continues to like be at him like like a dog biting at his heels, basically. Yeah. Um, Roman blocks a Hurricane Rana attempt and swings Ray into the cell um, multiple times, then launches him into the cell. Uh, Ray blocks another spear, sets up for a six one nine, and Roman just uppercuts him. Uh, Roman misses yet another spear, and then this time Ray does hit the six one nine beats Roman down with a chair again, hits a frog splash onto the chair, onto Roman, and then hits another frog splash for a two count. Um, and then Roman powerbombs Ray over the top into the cell, which looked awesome. Oh, yeah, it looked cool. Uh, really, really cool. And before, as the ref's checking on Ray to see if he continued, before he, <clears throat> before Ray can answer, Roman just drags him in the ring. And he, that, now, I've got an issue with this straight off the bat, because Michael Cole called it a modified gear team, and it wasn't. It was a modified cravat. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and it's Roman's, basically Roman's just tweaked his submission finish yet to yeah. that. Yeah. Because as, it makes sense because obviously if he's against a smaller guy, and he does like, yeah. He can't he's try, like, just wrap Trying to wrap, wrap himself him around Ray and Ray hold his weight until he <laughs> taps. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. the whole thing is Roman does that and they all, they like slowly fall. So he needed something where he could do that to Ray and be still standing to, rather than, yeah. Yeah. Um, Ray they also they need immediately. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. They need to give that a, a name, don't they? Yeah. Let's call it the headlock of the table, or yeah. the the dog collar. 
or the acknowledger. The, <laughs> the acknowledgements. The acknowledgement, yes. That's all right. I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so after the match, Jimmy comes out, uh, st- stands beside Roman and raises his hand. And like it's basically Jimmy acknowledging Roman, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then as as like the cell's coming up and Jimmy's holding Roman's hand up by raised like back on his feet. So Roman like pushes him and Jimmy back and goes and locks in another cravat on Ray and like chokes him out. Yeah. As like Heyman's like screaming, no, you don't need to do this, Roman. <laughs> Roman like looks on him and what was weird about this was Jimmy was just kind of stood there watching, but it looked yeah. like it was almost like he was set up to super kick Roman if Roman turned around. Oh, really? Do you reckon? The way he was stood was like he was setting up for the super kick. Oh, okay. And then Roman turned around and Jimmy's just staring at him. And then the show ended. And I was like, oh. Ah, right, right. Okay. So okay. Yeah, I get you. I feel like they, I feel like they just did this um, to kind of... This is more to plant the seeds for Jimmy and Roman. Yeah. It's more to the fair than Roman and Jimmy than it was Roman and Ray. This was more just kind of like a sort of like a speed bump in the road just to get us there. Also, this, I know it was like, oh, it's weird. They had a Hell in a Cell match and on SmackDown. They made a huge deal out of it. They made a huge deal. But also, actually, it it made sense that it wasn't on the pay-per-view because ultimately this wasn't about Ray wanting to win the belt. This was about him just trying to get revenge for him battering his son. So the belt didn't even come yeah. into play. Like this could have been a non-title, but it didn't matter. It was just a revenge sort of thing. So actually, yeah. it didn't need to be like it was. It was built up. It, there was magnitude behind it, but it, it wasn't a headlining match mm-hmm. for Hell in a Cell because there wasn't a belt on the line. Whereas Drew versus Lashley, although yes, we've seen it lots of times, this is a different stipulation. It makes sense that that's the headliner as it's for a belt. This was okay for belt. me having this on on SmackDown when it. The belt was still on the line. But it was, but if they'd have said it was, it was a non-title match, exactly, it was overshadowed by everything else. If they'd have said oh, it's a non-title match, it's more just like a, mm. a blood feud or whatever. Like that's fine, I get it. Yeah, bit yeah. of a bit of a weird one, but it was alright. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was alright. Yeah, um, and that was SmackDown. I've, apparently, according to Melter, the reason they pulled this off the pay-per-view and put it on SmackDown was because they want to make Roman feel like a bigger deal on TV. Like oh, really? Going, yeah. Um, so they want it because obviously we know he's like a marquee guy now at this point. Mm. But they, they need to, like, they, if they can do that on TV and then get him drawing more ratings in because of it, then it makes sense. It doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, I think that's why they did, like, the Daniel Bryan retirement match as well on um, on SmackDown on rather TV. than a pay per view. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. But yeah. It was an alright episode of the SmackDown thing. Yeah. We we say we say this a lot, like go home shows on main roster just seems to be like them just kind of treading water till the pay per view. Yeah. Um even the Hell in a Cell match on this like didn't really feel that important. Mm. Like yeah. it wasn't it was alright. It wasn't great. Yeah. Um But yeah, what were your highs and lows, mate? Um don't know actually uh my high king nakamura yeah hopefully that's gonna lead to something really fun i mean it already is but yeah i'm excited to see where they go with it 
Um, yeah. and my low. Uh, was there a women's match on this? No, there was the only the only women's thing that we had on the entire show was the Bianca and Bailey segment. Which that's my low. Where are the women's was matches? My 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 low was actually the Bianca and Bailey segment just because it was not not the not the actual like brawl and afterwards just the fact that Bianca just the fact literally it was a copy and paste literally copy and paste the promo yeah yeah it was like it would i don't know I, they're doing a really good job of making me not really care about bianca mm-hmm. the champion yeah like yeah like literally she even even down to the fact we i said it was a copy and paste of bianca's promo from last week it was also a copy and paste of Sasha's promo when she's down fairly telling herself oh yeah it, yeah, it was almost identical. Mm-hmm. And you can copy my homework, just change a few words. <laughs> yeah, and it literally like I don't know. I just I I don't feel like the this feud's clicking. Like I like both women in it. I just don't. But it's just feel not doing it for me. Quite. Yeah, like even even the match at um at WrestleMania Backlash. It wasn't a bad match, but it was nothing special. No, it was just alright. It's not think, as big as I think they're hoping they're building it to be, if that makes sense. In their in their eyes, in their minds, this is huge. Yeah. They're building this massively, but to me it doesn't come across like that. I get the impression they're just kind of again, they're just treading water until Sasha's back. Mm. And um, obviously the other person who he could be treading water until they're back is Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Who was seen training in the performance center on Thursday? Ooh. In ring for a return. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Um, Did you give a high? Yeah. I didn't. Um, I'm going to say the Cesaro and Seth stuff. I thought that was a pretty cool little mm-hmm. segment. Cool. Um, yeah, I just, I just thought it was very cool. Uh, it was. You- it was different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do uh, a quick predictions for Helena Cell? Helena Cell. <laughs> Helena Cell. <laughs> Helena Cell. Um, yeah, go on. There's only six matches, isn't it? Yeah. So Rollins against Cesaro. Rollins. Ooh. Cesaro for me. Uh, KO and Sami Zayn. KO. Sami Zayn for me. Ooh. KO always goes over in that. Like, Zayn needs a win, otherwise, what's the point of him at the moment? Yeah, but Sammy stood tall. Mm, that's true. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. Alexa. Yeah. Alexa and a squash. <laughs> SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Bailey, uh, Helen Cell. Bianca retains. Yep, agree. And Raw Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair. Rhea. You don't bet. You don't bet against Flair, but I think I'm hoping Rhea retains because I don't think it's time yet. Yeah, I agree. I I'll think for Rhea. out out of the two women who won the belt at Mania, I think Bianco should lose it before Rhea because I think Bianco is much better chasing it than she is holding it. Yes. Yeah. Whereas I Rhea, I think, is very very good kind of like final boss character holding that belt mm-hmm. yeah uh, 
And finally, the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley against Drew McIntyre, Helena Cell. Lashley. Yeah, Lashley. All right. Awesome. That was Raw and SmackDown, yeah. folks. Thanks for joining us, yeah. as always. We very, Tell very, us what very much appreciate it. On the old Discord and Twitter, Untitled Rest Pod, and Facebook, Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Indeed, you do. Uh, also, at the time of recording, it's Saturday. We'll be doing some game stuff tonight. So come and join us on, on Twitch at Untitled Rest Pod. We'll be playing some Knockout City, probably some Among Give Us, probably some Mario Kart. Indeed, um, yeah. If you are a Prime member, you get one free subscription a week. Also, this week, it is Prime Day on the 21st and 22nd. So for the, I think it's for the week. Don't quote me on that, but I think it is for the week. Um, you get if you're a Prime member as well, you get 50% off subscription. So if you've already used your free subscription, you can get it for half price. I believe we'll still get the, the same like Proceeds. monetization we would have got Indeed. had you done full price. Either way, it all helps us build this channel and podcast and the Twitch and everything else. All the good stuff. Very cool stuff in the pipeline. We have. And we More on that another time. <laughs> yes, boy. Possibly right. next week. <laughs> Look after yourselves, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.